as you get to know yourself better and you're more honest with yourself about who you are, what you want, what you don't want, making the connection between your mind and your body, your emotional needs and desires, being open and honest about who you are and what you want, that is how we heal. Hi there, I'm Kelly Tennant. Welcome to Ceremony Wellness, where we integrate modern healing and ancient wisdom. Learn from the most impactful voices in health, wellness, and spiritual development as we guide you through the latest healing remedies and alternatives to the traditional path. I'm here to support you as you break limiting patterns, embrace your wild, and let go of the noise. It's time for us to rise together. have returned. Hey everybody! I've missed you guys. I haven't done a solo in so long. So first of all, I want to start this by saying thank you for hanging with me in this time of transition and chaos and craziness. My life is so different (laughs) in just the last couple months and it has been a wild ride with Connor as we have moved our entire world to Colorado and I have a dog now. I'm a dog mom. So crazy. And we have a house and we go on walks every morning to go get coffee and it snows like all the time here and I have to wear layers and I don't have a tan anymore. So there's just like a lot of life changes happening. So that being said, I just wanted to thank you guys for understanding why I've been a little MIA and haven't been able to put in the effort to do solo episode. The other thing that I've just been feeling in this transition is a lack of creativity. And I think a lot of that has to do with the post event, uh, come down from ceremony wellness live. I spent over six months putting that entire event together very much by myself. And I put everything I had into it because I believe so hold hard, so wholeheartedly in speaking English well, I believe so wholeheartedly in the event and everything that went into it and making it beautiful for everyone in attendance. And it took every creative bug that I had in my body. And so I think coming out of that and then moving a week later, I just, I was drained and I I couldn't even write an Instagram caption. I was like, this is so ridiculous, but it's the truth. And I've been really trying to honor where I am in my life and the fact that I'm moving from one chapter to the next and I really wanted a lot of closure in Los Angeles and leaving so many relationships and um, situations and experiences behind in order to create space for something new. And I think that my body just really wanted to rest and be in the home and, and create a foundation with Connor and, um, not have to put all of my effort and time into being creative. And I'm really grateful for that because we have moved in quickly and fast and things are really coming together and we have an incredible community here. And it just really feels good that I've been able to put kind of all my eggs in that basket and focusing on this move with him and really enjoying all the little things and picking out new furniture and decorating and taking Dutch for walks and getting coffee at the new coffee shop and getting to know the baristas and just having fun. And it's felt really nice. So I'm really grateful for you guys to continue to show up 
even when I am not able to be fully present with you, I get your messages uh, every single day. I'm so grateful for your willingness to be so raw and share your lives with me and ask questions and give me feedback on the shows and and be excited about what I'm sharing and what I'm doing. And it's all just really, really beautiful. So if you guys want to learn more about the transition that Connor and I have made to Denver, I highly recommend you go and listen to the episode that I did on the realness with him because we talked all about that and why we did it and everything that we're doing. And, um, it was an hour long conversation about this. So instead of me doing that all over again for you, I figured, well, that's already there so I can focus on other things. So please go listen to that episode. It's really cool. Um, we just did it a couple weeks ago and I loved being able to share so openly and honestly, and we got into some things and, and part of what I'm going to talk to you about today made me very emotional on that episode. And, and it's special for me to be able to share that with Connor and, and you guys to hear our relationship and what's going on kind of behind closed doors, because, you know, we're pretty much open books for the most part, not everything, uh, as I'm learning my boundaries, but I just love sharing with you guys what's happening and, and what's on my heart. So before we get into all this other stuff, I have, well, I have um, 20 bullet points here for things I'm going to talk about. So I'm hoping to get to like five of them, but I do have a plan. I want to recap Ceremony Wellness Live because I haven't even done that yet. What the heck? It was everything that I dreamed of and more. I had a vision for this thing and I told everyone what it was going to be like. And some people were like, hmm, okay, that sounds cool. And I felt the doubt and the questioning of what I was creating. I sold out my first event, 150 people, over 22 sponsors. Nobody left early. People were there at 8 a.m., 15 minutes before you were allowed to even show up. And they had to be basically thrown out of the house at the end of the day. That's how amazing it went. So we basically created a day of wellness and healing and connection and gathering and and ceremony in so many ways. And the reason I created live was because it was what I always needed during my time of being really sick with chronic illness and having this spiritual awakening, sexual awakening, an understanding of the mind-body connection I really felt like the missing piece in wellness is that there's not an event that addresses all of these things and gives you access to the very best healers and practitioners in the world. I mean, that is who I am so fortunate to work with. And so many people who listen to the show are now patients and clients of Dr. Lekos and Marta Sofer and work with some of my energy healers and, and no Connor and Tiffany Louise and Laura Holloway and all these incredible guests and people that have changed my life. You guys have had a chance to connect with as well. And I wanted to have that in person beyond the podcast. I wanted us to be able to hug and say hi and share tears together and eat meals together. And that's what we did starting at 8am. We had urban remedy waiting for you as you walked in the door and walking up into the hummingbird temple, you had a shake and a bar in your hand and you got a journal that had everyone's picture on it that you could take notes in for the day and really be able to take that knowledge home with you. And I created a space where you could navigate 
however you wanted. So we had panels on the hour, every hour for the most part. And so depending on what you wanted to learn about, whether it was sexuality or relationships or plant medicine or Ayurveda or functional medicine, um, you could also do energy healing and movement. We also had an entire treatment area, which was insane and the hit of the day. I should have just done a full treatment day, like no panels, just treatments because there was a wait the whole day and people were going back for second and third treatments. We had Next Health there and Myo Detox and Dr. Kara, who does my acupuncture. And everyone was so blissed out and happy. It was the most incredible thing. People were getting IVs and shots and body work and chiropractic and consultations and pulling Marta aside and asking her to take their pulse and check their tongue to see what was going on with their body. And Dr. Lekos was giving full on consults as well after and before his talk. And I saw them with people all day long and they even stayed and listened to other panels that were happening and people just worked their way from inside the house, outside, did a little movement, caught a panel, went and got an injection and then grabbed lunch from Surya Spa. And it was the most connected and genuine event I've ever been to. And I know that I am biased because I put it on and it is mine. I have never been in a room like that. So often in wellness, you get shit thrown at you. So buy this product, do this thing, you know, you need this, whatever generic surface level stuff is out there. And I understand that there's a place for all of that in so many ways, and you can get a lot out of that. But here's the thing. What about the genuine conversations and connections? What about the sharing? What about walking into a room and feeling welcome for once? Not like you're just in a sea of people and one of a million. Every single time I looked around, I never saw anyone alone. And a lot of people came alone. So that speaks to this community and the way we embrace and welcome people and are so warm, making everyone understand they're taken care of. And on top of that, giving people places to go that are real, have a real conversation with the founder of Needed, an incredible omega-3 supplementation company. Go talk to a doctor who you admire and respect and is there to talk to you, not to go speak on a stage and then leave right after so that they can't be bothered with you. That is not who we have in this community. And I am so grateful that those are the people that show up day in and day out in my life. It is so remarkable and it touches my heart and I can't believe that this is what we get to do. So Connor and I already decided that we have to do this again. And this next year, it's going to be our event. So something that happened too is I started planning this event before I ever knew him. And he didn't really help in the process. He would, I would run things by him and he would be like, yes, no, I think this, whatever. But he really uh, allowed me to do this on my own. And it was important that I did this on my own. I needed to do that. The last week he really stepped up in terms of logistics and really putting the day together. And then on the day of, he was such a, a central focal point and integral part of the day. And people were just as excited to, to meet him and talk to him and hear from him as they were me. And, and I think what we realized in that is that we've created a space where we really work as a unit and we work separately for sure. And we've have very different voices as I'm sure you guys understand and have figured out by now. 
uh, my bro, who is spiritual as well. Um, that's not a weird, it's not like I call him my brother. He is a bro <laughs> who is also woke as fuck. There we go. Um, but I think what we realize is that we want to create more together. We want to have events together, retreats together, and we're going to do this again next October together. So I don't have any details for you because again, have not been able to be creative, but we're doing this all again. And I'm going to have a special price for anyone who has already been to the event this year. And I am going to make it bigger and better. And we're going to do more of what we already did because that is what you all asked for. And I am someone that wants to give you what you asked for, not create something that you don't need or don't want. So we're going to do more of that. So keep your eyes and ears peeled for that one because I am so excited to bring you more amazing brands, more treatments, and more panels with people that, let me tell you something, are so freaking next level. I am so excited to be able to sit in a room with them and share their wisdom and experience and knowledge with you. It's just going to be so, so cool. So speaking of things that Connor and I are doing together, I mentioned retreats and many of you know, we have Sultara coming up next year at the end of March. We have the realness retreat, three nights of ayahuasca ceremonies and a chance to work with plant medicine in a way that most people never have and never will, to be very honest. Um, I'm so excited for the people that are coming and the way our community wants to advocate for themselves and asking for more from themselves, from their lives, from their belief system, questioning what they thought was true in order to find their real truth. And that's been something I have been doing over the last year and a half. And I feel really passionately about sharing a space with other people who are on the same path. The other thing Connor and I are doing, in case you haven't heard, are mountain retreats here in Colorado because gosh darn it, we live in the most beautiful state and... I can't wait to be in the mountains with people. It's super accessible. We live about an hour away from Winter Park and really close to so many other mountains. And we decided that after doing our first mountain retreat in October of this year that we wanted to make this pretty regular. So we're doing the next one the first weekend of February. We only have two spots left. We're keeping this very intimate on purpose. So we're only allowing six to eight people per retreat. And... It's a weekend of experience. So we'll be hiking and probably going off-roading because Connor thinks he's super cool in his forerunner. And we are going to cook all of our meals together and sit around the fire and have conversations. And I will be doing one-on-ones with everyone and breath work and meditation and a lot of embodiment practices to really get present in our body Um, There's journaling prompts and some other really cool, um, beneficial work that I think is going to be very profound, um, not only for us, but for the people in attendance. And there's a a level of connection that we wanted to create in this experience where people feel really safe and really welcome. Again, same thing as my event, So that you can peel back those layers and be vulnerable with yourself and get to your own truth and work through all of those limiting beliefs and stories that we have in our heads about who we are and get to the root of who we actually are, 
not what we think we are, not what we are trying to be because our mom told us that that's how the world works, who we are at our core. And Connor and I really, really love supporting everyone in that. So if that's something, either Soltara or the Mountain Retreats, if you're interested in that at all, please reach out to us, slide into the DMs, send me an email, kelly at kellytenant.com so we can have a chat. And I, I really am excited to support you guys in that. Retreats are so fun. I, I really feel in my zone and I've been trying to figure out how to serve. It's been my thing, right? For the last year and a half, two years, quit my job, take five months off of social, get healthy. How am I supposed to serve? That just, that question just came came back over and over and over again. And I think every month I've gotten a little closer to that answer. And I think that it's going to be an ever evolving process throughout my life. I'm coming to terms with that. There's like not really an end goal or this like thing that I get to achieve and, oh, this was how I'm supposed to serve and this is what I do. I think that it's pretty clear. I have a lot of interests in things that I care a lot about and I'm learning about and want to know more about. And in that I get more connected with different kinds of people. And so I realize more and more how I'm able to serve and being in a relationship with Connor, someone who serves as his life purpose in working with clients one-on-one Um, doing his program and putting on the realness retreat and now the mountain retreats and just the way he shows up in the world has really given me permission. And he's opened up a part of me that I didn't really know was there or didn't have access to. And I'm seeing the way I want to and really feel called to serve. And it feels really nice to be in this place and to be so connected to, um, this work and the people involved and figuring out day by day how we are going to go about showing up for people in the very best ways possible. Before I get into the next topic I want to cover, I just want to share a little bit more about Needed. I mentioned them as one of the sponsors for Ceremony Wellness Live and They are such an incredible company. It's a vegan powder that is delivered in liposomes and it's an omega-3. So in case you don't know what liposomes are, they're nature's way of delivering omegas. So same as you would get it in a piece of salmon or breast milk, and it gives you the highest possible absorption. So here's the thing. You take a pill, you take a supplement, and you don't really absorb a lot of it. And so liposomes which I've learned from Dr. Lekos actually, because so many of the supplements he works with are delivered in liposomes, give you the best absorption. So that's something really, really important to focus on. Whether it's needed or not, you need to understand how much you're actually taking into your body. Otherwise, you're just taking a lot of pills. How much is it actually helping you? They have figured out how to make their product five times better absorbed than standard fish oil pills. And they get their omega-3 from sustainably sourced oil from microalgae, which is the marine source that fish get their DHA and EPA from. So you're getting the best quality stuff. And I love that their powder really easily blends into smoothies, coffee, tea, salad dressings, and so many other things. Um, it's actually a lot easier for many people to take than a big fishy pill. Um, and they've worked a lot with women and moms, moms-to-be, to help identify their nutritional needs. So they do this at home blood testing, which we did for everyone at Ceremony Wellness Live. 
So anyone listening to the show right now, we have a special offer for you. You can get a free omega-3 DHA and EPA test with the start of a needed subscription. So just go to thisisneeded.com, enter the code KellyT at checkout, and you will get hooked up with a blood test and honestly the best product that's on the market. And I love that this is a female owned and run brand. I had Julie and Ryan on the show just a few weeks back. So make sure you listen to that episode about how they got into this and their, their life story with health and their families and balance and being women in this space. It's really remarkable and really inspiring. And I cannot recommend what they're doing enough. So when you move, it can be crazy and you're on top of your partner Maybe not in all the best ways, like in the annoying ways. And it gets frustrating. And you're like, I'm changing my whole life. Things are up in the air. We're trying to figure out the house. Something goes wrong. Moving. We're tired. We're driving a lot. Honestly, we didn't have that many problems. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of in shock. Connor and I pride ourselves on our communication. It's something that's really important to us and our willingness to have hard conversations and be honest with each other. And I've never been in such a healthy relationship. So for me, I didn't really know what to expect. I kind of expected the worst. I'm like, oh, we're coming out of live. We're both so tired. We're packing up our shit two days later and we're moving to Colorado. We're hosting a retreat in the middle of that. We're going to be in an Airbnb for a week before we can move into our house and we're getting a dog and his family is coming for almost a week and blah, 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 blah. I'm just like thinking of all these problems that are going to happen and everything went really smooth. And what that taught me is that creating a foundation on communication And vulnerable, difficult conversations allows for chaotic, high-stress, pressure situations to not be so chaotic and stressful. And we had our moments where we were like, I'm exhausted. Oh, my God, get me out of the car. I'm hungry. I'm hangry. This is annoying. Whatever. But there was not a lot of bickering. There was not a lot of frustration with each other. And I think that as you get to know yourself better and you're more honest with yourself about who you are, what you want, what you don't want, and how you are as an individual, that self-awareness of like, this is how I operate every day. These are the reasons I make certain decisions. These are my core wounds. These are my stress points. You're able to show up differently in a relationship and communicate from a different place. And you have a higher level of patience and compassion and empathy. And so then when you show up like that, then you can better understand the other person and know, okay, he's acting like this. This is why give him space or this is what drives him crazy. Let it go. And you know, you don't need to overreact. You know, you don't need to take it personally. It's not about me. 
it's about him or it's about me and it's not about him. And so you let yourself off the hook. You let each other off the hook. Because so often we get stressed and tired and then we take it out on our partner or the person we're the closest with. It could be your mom or your sister. We take it out on them because they're right in front of us and it's easy to do that. But what if we didn't do that, you guys? What if we just weren't fucking bitches? It's a novel idea, I know. You're probably like, damn, where are you going with this? I was such a brat and a bitch. If I was tired or things weren't going my way or I got hungry, I would just be so whiny and so bratty and like snap and ugh. Like thinking about that version of myself, to be honest. I, I still have my moments. Don't get me wrong. I catch myself before I get there. I know myself and I am willing to admit what I need in order to not be a fucking bitch. And when I am not feeling well or struggling I'm not trying to project that or take that out on Connor. I am going inward. We want to blame everyone else for our stuff and we don't want to take responsibility. But what happens when we actually point the finger at ourselves instead of the person across from us and look at what's happening and own it, just own it and say, how am I contributing to this issue? Or what can I do to make this better? Connor and I drove from LA to Colorado. It took us two days. We were exhausted. We were both kind of whiny. And both of us made conscious efforts without even talking about it to not contribute to the other's stress or annoying, annoyed, annoying levels, annoyed levels. We just stuck with ourselves. We knew how we felt. We made the best of it, but we didn't like go out of our way to bother the other person or whine to the other person. And we didn't blame the other person for anything. Things go wrong. What if you own your own stuff? What if you don't get in fights because you're tired or you want attention or your feelings got hurt? My feelings have gotten hurt a couple of times in the last few weeks and I and both me and Connor are very proud of me. <laughs> Let's give me a pat on the back for a second. No, I'm sharing this because I never thought that I would get to this point and I swear to God, you guys, there's the light at the end of the tunnel. You can do this too. It's not that hard. Self-awareness, one. Two, take responsibility for your shit. Connor likes to push buttons and boundaries love him, hate him for that. But he said things to me a couple of times the last few weeks. And there are things that literally are just so don't even matter. And they're so whatever, but they kind of like got at me. And instead of me snapping at him, I took a breath and I thought about, okay, why did that bother me right now? And What I realized is that when I did that, I got to the core wound real quick. This hurt my feelings because it made me feel like this. 
No one can make you feel a way, right? You feel a way. Someone can be a part of that experience, but no one can make you feel something. So that's, that's really important in taking responsibility and owning your stuff. So if he can't make me feel less than or not good enough or not worthy or not chosen, then what can I do in those scenarios in order to communicate with my partner to let him know that my feelings are hurt and explain to him where I'm coming from so that he knows? Because I would like for him to maybe change the words he used or to at least have some context for why I may react the way I do so that he can be aware as well. Because if he doesn't know, he could say something in passing that like doesn't mean anything to him, but carries a lot of weight with me because of my experience. So we have to teach our partners so that they know. Otherwise, I mean, we're asking them to read our minds and our whole life experience. They don't have a video that shows them all the things So how would they know? All they know is they said something, you got pissed, you were a bitch, you got in a fight, and now you guys are like sleeping in separate rooms. And that could all have been completely stopped or prevented if you were just honest about where you're coming from. So what I did was say, I took a beat, took a breath, thought about it. And a few minutes later, I said, hey, I just want to let you know When you said this, my feelings were hurt. And I'm not telling you this because I want you to fix it and that I don't want you to think you did something wrong. That's not what this is about. But I had XYZ experience and it made me feel this way. And so now when you said that, that brought that up for me and it really hurt. So I came into it very calm and grounded. I wasn't crying, which is fine if you cry. I cry all the time. I was a fucking mess for the last two days. But I came into it grounded and just honest about, damn, this thing happened to me 20 years ago. And when you said that, it brought it back up. And fuck, it was so hard. And then he can hold me and say, I'm so sorry. Obviously, I had no idea. And, you know, he can be a lot more aware of how he uses his words in that scenario, or maybe just not say that like random thing in passing. There is a level of understanding your partner so that you guys can have communication in a very mature, conscious way so that you can empower each other to show up for each other. This is, this happened for Connor and I yesterday. I, have been going through something that is very challenging and I feel a lot of pressure and I am confused and I'm struggling in many, many ways with this. And I kind of lost my shit and I panicked and had a, had a panic attack and it felt very scary. And he doesn't do well when he doesn't know how to fix something for me. And this is men really across the board. They're fixers and they want to be able to fix it. And when they can't, it is scary for them. So his response was, his voice was kind of raised and he was kind of um, being, 
you know, a little aggressive, um, and not being like sweet and calm and loving the way I needed at that time. And so hours passed of me going through this thing and we're sitting there and I said, Hey, I don't need you to have the answers right now. It's okay. Because honestly, I don't know that there is an answer. It's not about coming to an answer. It's about me just going through this experience. But what I do need from you is to hold me because what you're doing right now is energetically pushing me away and making me feel even more unsafe. So if you just hold me and tell me it's going to be okay and that I'm not losing my mind, that's all I need from you because in the panic attack is a lack of safety. And I think this is, this happens for a lot of women. I can't speak for men cause I'm not a guy, but guys, you can tell me if this happens for you too. I would actually love to hear how this happens for you. So please slide into my DMS and tell me or women, let me know how you and your, your guys handle this, whatever. I would love to know. Anyway. So I said this to him and he was like, yeah, you're right. And something that we know in our relationship, and this is for us, not for everyone, but we work best when I am in like my most grounded feminine energy. And when I am chaotic and spiraling and having a panic attack, that's definitely not grounded feminine energy. And it really affects him and he feels helpless and he doesn't know how to fix it. And so he kind of freaks out. And having that conversation very calmly, that is what benefits us. I did not scream at him for not loving me and holding me the way I needed. I said, hey, this is what's happening and this is actually what I need and this is what would really be beneficial. And I understand that this is hard for you right now, but this is what I really need. And when I calm down, he calmed down. There has to be a constant communication and an understanding of needs and desires and emotions. Because the more you can talk about this, the more you can establish that when things get really hard, everyone knows how they can respond best. Do they always do their best? No, we're fucking human, but we know what the other person needs. We know how we operate best as a couple and then we can react and respond. That allows you to be grounded. That allows for communication Even in chaos, you have that foundation that you can always go back to. And that's why we have these conversations a lot. We're still new at this, but we're doing everything we can to have that constant communication so that we understand how to show up for ourselves and then show up for each other. This is also a huge part of communication is the idea of letting someone lead. So Connor and I talked about this a few times. I think we talked about it in the the Denver moving episode on the realness um, and a few others, but Connor and I are very strong willed and stubborn leaders. <laughs> so you can imagine how that goes sometimes. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I want to be in charge. <laughs> We are both controlling, though he won't admit it completely. We are both controlling. We both like like things our way. We both want to be the one that comes up with something and executes it and is in charge. 
That's really just how it goes. So something that he has taught me that has really helped is this concept of letting the other person lead where they are strongest. So when it comes to a lot of the business stuff we're doing and creating podcasts and things that I'm not going to tell you about yet, but that's a teaser because we have so much more coming in the new year. Um, anyways, I let Connor lead on a lot of things because he knows more than me and he has more experience. He's been doing podcasting for years. I've only been doing this for a year and a half. So I know a lot, but I don't know it to the depth that he does. When it comes to food, I am in charge, period. Uh, Making plans, usually me. There, even in like spirituality, honestly, Connor is in charge a lot of the time because he is more grounded in it. And it's hard for me to say that and admit that, but he is more grounded. And so he brings me back when I float up and I turn to him in moments of personal development and grounding to know that he's been doing this for 10 years. I've been doing it for a year and a half. Like I can turn to him and follow. So we kind of ebb back and forth with who is leading, depending on what it is. When it comes to Dutch, our dog, he's Connor's dog. He's been his dog for nine years. I let him lead. I willingly turn to him and he is in charge. I think that what this does, especially when you have two very strong personalities, that it it not only establishes respect, and admiration for what the other person does in such a beautiful way, better than you can do. But it also creates boundaries and it lets people have their own thing. And it takes the pressure off of both of us to do things we're not great at. There are a lot of things Connor doesn't even want to have to think about. I I will handle it. And the same goes for me. I have been doing everything my whole life because that's how I like to operate. To know that I can take a step back and let him lead on things and I trust him completely feels so nice. And it takes the burden and the stress off of me. All you type A control freaks, recovering perfectionists out there, listen up. This one's for you. This skill is everything and we are not amazing at it, but we are damn good at it. Taking a step back, letting other people lead is the most incredible way to trust somebody because you know what it does? It shows them that you trust yourself and it shows them that you trust them. And do you know how fucking sexy that is? When I let Connor lead, he feels more like a man and he's way more turned on and looks at me differently than when I'm trying to be in control. It is such an important aspect and dynamic of this relationship. And it's something I never understood because I wanted to be the boss all the time. I am the boss a lot of the time. Connor trusts me. He knows I have our best interests at heart. He knows that even with this move to Colorado, he really let the reins go and let me lead. But it's 
so important to give each other that space to lead where you are the strongest so that you're not leading where you're weak. Let them lead where you're weak. And the more you build trust, the more you build that admiration and respect and boundaries, you have space to be yourselves, which then makes the relationship better. And if you're not in a relationship right now, it's learning to trust yourself so that when you step into the relationship, you not only attract someone you can trust, someone you can build a life with, but someone you can let take the reins. That brings me to safety. I haven't talked a lot about this because I honestly wasn't sure how to talk about it, to teach it, to share it. And I like to, before I come on here and get on my soapbox with you, I like to have a better feel for what this actually means. Because for some reason, you guys listen to me. (laughs) So I don't want to lead you astray. (sighs) Okay, here's what I'm I've learned and I'm still learning. And I think this is probably going to be a lifelong thing. This came very clear to me in our last mountain retreat. I was doing one-on-ones with the women that were there and both. I had two one-on-ones and the two women I was talking to said the same thing back to back. And I was like, damn, this is the thing because I hear it from you guys in my DMS all the time too. And, you know, coming out, uh, about with my sexual assault allegations and, um, just not feeling safe in a lot of ways. We don't feel safe. We don't feel safe. Lack of safety shows up in a lot of ways. I just got full body chills saying that (laughs) because the funny thing is, it's not funny, but it's funny. Um, this is something I've been working with in somatic therapy and, they make you say things out loud. So you have to say affirmations out loud and it's pretty obvious if you don't believe them. And then that's the thing that you're working on. So I had to say, I feel safe or I am safe. And I just started sobbing every single time. I was like, okay, well that's what we're working on. And as much as I do feel safe now, yesterday is a perfect example I'm having a panic attack and I don't feel safe. And like my mind convinces me that I'm not safe, even though my body knows my mind is like, you're not safe, not safe, not safe. Like so scary. The women that I talk to every day don't feel safe. They don't feel safe to be themselves. They don't feel safe sexually. They don't feel safe touching themselves. They don't feel safe in conversation. They don't feel safe speaking up. They don't feel safe asking for what they want. There's so many other ways that we can not feel safe, whether it's in the workplace, walking alone at night, being attacked on social media, being attacked by our families, not feeling like you fit in going through some sort of trauma. Those all contribute to lack of safety. When we don't feel safe, we cannot function. I don't know if you guys feel this, but for so much of my life, I did not feel safe. And I feel like I was walking around like a robot, 
just trying to fucking survive. Literally just trying to survive. Trying to get through the day. I didn't like myself, love myself, appreciate, respect, because I didn't feel safe being in my own body. I didn't feel safe asking for what I wanted or sharing who I was or am. There are parts of me that still don't feel safe to fully tell you who I am. The other day I told you my boobs are two different sizes. That was a huge step for me. (laughs) I also have a third nipple in case you missed that post. There you go. We don't feel safe to show ourselves. We don't even feel safe to see ourselves alone without anyone else there. We can't even admit to ourselves who we are. How fucked up is that? It's easier to go about your life not admitting the truth because you're protecting yourself from rejection or judgment or not being loved than it is to just admit it and see what happens because that is too scary. And I totally get that. I'm going through something like that right now. And it's really, really hard. But here's what I will say. I was on the phone with someone the other day about the retreat. She was like, I'm scared of what I'm going to see. I'm scared to see what I need to see. And I said, well, what are you going to do if you don't see it? What are we going to do? If we never see the truth and we just live in the lie, what are we going to do? Who are we? Would you rather live in the lie and feel the way you do right now? Or would you rather take the step and the leap and fall into your own truth and let the cards fall where they may? Because guess what? Living in our lie and feeling unsafe only has so many ways that can go, right? You're stuck in fear. You're like in this fucking shame and fear bubble. How do you get out of that? The opportunities though, when you actually fall into your truth are endless, which means guess what? Happiness, fulfillment, joy, self-love, acceptance, and your truth are there. Rejection, shame, confusion, They're also there, but so is all the other stuff. You only have so many choices when you stay in the lie and you stay in the lack of safety. Safety can be found when we let go and actually seek and live our truth. As much as it feels, I was talking to my therapist yesterday She said, you came to us on one side of the river and you're not all the way across. You're like standing in the middle of the river on two rocks. You're just not all the way there yet. This is kind of how that is. So you're going to the other side and it's scary to cross the river. That shit is rough waters and wild. And there's probably some fish in there that are slimy and it's going to feel weird and it's going to be scary and it's cold as shit, and there might not be anyone else in the river. It's just you 
in the water and some jagged ass rocks. But you know that once you get to the other side, there's going to be more opportunity, more bliss, more joy, more happiness than you've ever had on the other side. So yeah, we got to wade through there, through that fear, through that unknown, and get on the other side where everything is waiting for us. If you don't feel safe, it's time to ask yourself why. And if you don't know if you feel unsafe, you probably don't feel safe. And we have to get radically honest with ourselves about why. Because until we get to the root of that answer, nothing else is going to make sense. Because the, the overwhelming responses I get from all of you about not feeling good enough, not being perfect, feeling like a failure, not liking yourself, all these different traumas and the sexual struggles that we have, it all comes back to safety. We're protecting ourselves with this anger and this fear and the sadness because of the lack of safety. So where in your life did you feel unsafe and where did this start? Where were you not taken care of? Where were you not advocated for? Where did you feel abandoned? I was on the phone with one of Connor's clients the other day, an incredible, incredible woman. Very similar story to me with chronic illness. And the thing that was so interesting that I totally got because I experienced this too is like the anger piece, right? Anger and parents affecting us. So something that I have been teaching on, well, first of all, let me back up. I came into this teaching you guys about the autoimmune protocol and chronic illness and do ozone therapy and eat this food and blah, 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 blah. Let me write this blog and tell you I'm done. Like, I'm not going to teach you guys about food anymore. I'm sorry. I hope that you enjoyed that. I still have the blogs up. I still have all of the references and resources for you. That's not my calling. And that's become very clear to me. So Please keep sending me your messages because I love helping on this, but this is not what the show is going to be about anymore. Um, And you'll see more of that in the new year. Food is not the answer. Yes, in so many ways, it's the first step, right? This is how I teach it. In order to heal, there are chapters and steps we have to take. It's not all this one thing and then you're like magically healed. Because my God, if you listen to the show, you know I've, done a lot of things to try and figure this out. But the the answer, the conclusion that I've come to is the reason people are not getting better, even the ones that are doing the autoimmune protocol and they're doing it perfectly, it's because they're not dealing and addressing the emotional issues. So I think one of the biggest problems in the autoimmune protocol chronic illness community is that it's not fucking spiritual enough. So people don't believe in the woo, And don't believe that your body holds on to trauma and they don't believe in the mind body connection. So they get this body thing happening where they're like eating food and getting the inflammation out and doing all the things, but then they hit this plateau. There's a wall and they can't get past it. It's because they're not addressing the actual core issues, which is trauma and stress 
on the body. So if you have been molested as a child and you have chronic illness and you eat all the food and do all the things right, but you're still not healing and you haven't addressed this massive elephant in the room that is horrible, that they likely has shame and sadness and fear and lack of safety, then your, your ability to heal goes out the door. So the way I teach it is you start with food, but it's not the end all be all. Get the inflammation and the brain fog out of your body as much as possible. So you can think clearly to think about the hard stuff so that you can show up for yourself every day and have the energy to meditate and journal and have hard conversations. This might take a while. Shit, it took me fucking 14 years. So let's, let's like fast track this a little bit for you. Cause I don't want that for you. <laughs> so you start with the food and then you get into the emotional stuff, which for so many of us leads to the sexual trauma because almost everyone I've talked to who has chronic illness has some sort of sexual trauma or suppression. I'm actually going to have this incredible woman on the show that wrote an entire paper on this and is Badass. Her name is Jamie Lee Finch. Look her up if you don't know her yet. She is a sex witch, but this is what she believes, and I am fully on board with her. So you're sick. You don't like your body. Your body's revolting against you. You're at war with your own body. You're inflamed as hell. You feel like shit. You have no space for your own growth, for your own freedom, for your own playfulness. You're not touching yourself. You're not asking for what you want in the bedroom which is a reflection of how you live your life. How do we heal? Making the connection between your mind and your body, your emotional needs and desires, being open and honest about who you are and what you want. That is how we heal. Taking out the stress, being able to sleep, letting go of control, surrendering, not having such a tight grasp on everything. We are so attached to this identity when we are sick. This is who we are. I have to hold on. I can't be anything without this. Guess what? You're so much more than that. But it's scary to admit that and to think about the possibilities. It's like crossing the river again. I crossed the river with chronic illness. I don't feel sick anymore. But I didn't know what was on on the other side. I fucking went through jagged rocks for 14 years trying to get to the other side and I got to the other side and guess what guys? It's amazing. It's amazing. I didn't even know this life existed. I was getting low on my squats today. Connor was checking out my ass. I felt great. I was like, huh, I haven't been sick for a year and it feels incredible. I put in the work and I willingly surrendered and let go. Every day I wrote in my journal, dear universe, I surrender. I wrote while I was grateful. I got clear about what was ailing me emotionally, what was heavy on my heart, what was holding me back. I got radically honest with myself. There's no other way to be, especially if you guys are sick. You don't have the luxury of being dishonest with yourself anymore. You don't have the luxury of trying to control everything. It is in the surrender that you heal. 
It is in the surrender you choose yourself. It is in the surrender you make space for what is possible for your life. It is in the surrender that you self-pleasure and ask for what you want. And allow that wild woman who deserves the best orgasms ever to have what she wants and what she desires without shame and judgment. That is for you. One of the best ways to manifest is to do it in self-pleasure. My girlfriend was having a really hard time last week and we talked and talked and talked. And then we got off the phone and I texted her. I was like, oh my God, duh. I told her she had like been living her mom's story, not her own story. Her relationships and her beliefs around marriage and what it was supposed to be was her mom's story. And I said that to her on the phone and I said, you need to journal and write out what you want your story to be, your story for your life. And then we got off the phone and I texted her and I said, you need to masturbate and envision what you want your life to be because it is in orgasm and pleasure that we access so many possibilities for ourselves. Not in fear, not in pain, in true pleasure and opportunity. Those feel good emotions, your whole body vibrating with that energy allows you to create the life that you want, the joy, the peace, the freedom, the wildness, your truth is in your orgasm and self-pleasure. Envision what you want in those moments. Ask for what you want. And maybe that's like such a foreign concept to you. If you had told me that six months ago, I would have laughed in your face. So trust me, I fucking get it. But if I've learned anything from the plants and from somatic therapy is sex is the fucking answer to everything with someone or by yourself, y'all get on it. You can work through all your shame. You can work through all your fear, your lack of safety with a partner or someone you're engaging with who is safe and being with yourself. You might feel less safe with yourself than you do with someone else because they're a crutch that can save you, right? You're like, oh, they're here. Oh, it's cool. It's fine. When you're by yourself, you don't have that. So you have to trust yourself in those moments. What an incredible test and opportunity. If you want more for your life, If you want more for your body, your pleasure, your joy, everything that's possible for us, engaging in self-pleasure regularly and verbally and mentally asking for what you want, envisioning that life, mm, it's all there for you. Having this show is such a gift. And I think one of the most rewarding things is the fact that I get to go through these experiences and have realizations and share them with you because this is how I healed. I listened to podcasts and I read books and I started asking why I started thinking outside the box and I looked to people who could lead me. And so many of you look to me to lead you. And I take that responsibility so seriously. And I'm so grateful 
that every week you show up for me, but more importantly for yourselves. There's so much more out there than what we know. And your truth may not be your truth today. My girlfriend said that to me yesterday when I was struggling. She said, what your truth is today may not be your truth tomorrow. Leaving space for yourself to change your mind is one of the most important things you can do. So just because you've been living a certain way for however many years doesn't mean you don't have the right to change your mind today. Doesn't mean you don't get to start living differently or choosing differently for your life. You have the right. This is your life for you. If you want something different, go out there and fucking get it. It's yours. You may not have all the answers right now. You may not know how to do it, but you can. You have the ability and the space to do that. Trust yourself, believe in what you can do and know I am freaking cheering you on so loud. And as you know, if you ever have a question or need anything, I do my best to be as responsive as possible and I love sending voice note messages on Instagram. So send me a voice message, ask me a question or tell me something. I'm here. Even if you just want to fucking rant to me and tell me something that you are going through or dealing with or trying to figure out, I'm here. I'm so proud of this community and the fact that you guys are such incredible people, such incredible people. I love Love, love sharing all of this with you. I love sharing my life with you. I love sharing the struggles and the really, really hard times. And I love sharing the things that I get to celebrate in my life and my world with Connor and everything that we're creating. It feels so good and so beautiful to be able to share that with you. So thank you for being patient and understanding of this journey that I am on. And I can't wait to share more of what is to come in the next couple months. Have the best day, you guys.